I got a little story here. Okay. We no, I'm scrapping the story. I want you to react to my um uh some early <laughs> <laughs> This is really tis a moment, dude. Yeah, <laughs> let me get my fidget, bro. Watch I'm gonna yeah, get this. your fidget spinner. Let me hit this and then uh <laughs> and then my brain will work. Let me take a hit of the fidget spinner. Let me take spinner. a hit I'll on the fine. Oh, there it is. There you go. So here's my it, it really tweet from, you. from an early reaction to uh, Elden Ring. And mm-hmm. it goes, the lack of hyper armor on the beefy weapons in Elden Ring is making the shit unplayable, man. It'd be slow. It would be such an easy fix to just let me trade damage and get my hits off, hits to go off. So meaning like if you start, if you're bringing this massive piece of steel up and over your head and then you're swinging it down and some little fucking grunt with a dagger pokes you, your entire attack stops. You get staggered, even though you've already started and you've engaged with the attack. What do you think about that? Yeah, I remember that being a pretty serious issue when I first played, because I always do the strength, uh, strength faith usually on the first playthrough. So that's what I was rocking. Got this hunk of like 2000 pounds <laughs> steel that I'm bringing down. Gravity's already acting on it, you know, yeah. but he just pokes me with the little dagger and my character suddenly brings the steel back, stops the swing. <laughs> yeah. Staggers. I want to see. Yeah. It was annoying, but I don't know. I think it was just part of the charm of the game. Like, how else were they going to challenge Souls vets is kind of how I look at it. You know, that's true. Yeah. I guess if you want to play. I'm trying to think of what game has the most forgiving. Probably. I would say probably Bloodborne has some of the most forgiving, like uh, being able to trade hits. I mean, it's, you know, baked into the um, the rally mechanic, I feel. Exactly. Yeah, they built an entire system around trading. So yeah, uh, yes. If you want to play Blood Bloodborne, uh, go fucking play Bloodborne. Here, uh, there's a response or a a, 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 a um, uh, um, fidget stopped going. There we go. <laughs> resp- in response to my own tweet in thread, it's so demoralizing to get flattened by every melee attack, arrows, magic, etc. Even with the max poise I can get, and in an earlier area of the game, I feel over leveled to be testing this shit in. So even yeah. like early level enemies, it's it's the same thing. Like your your poise, I still feel like I remember seeing a lot of people say like poise matters again. Finally, poise matters. You know, after Dark Souls three, um, mm-hmm. kind of uh, lessened it yeah. its importance or whatever. I feel like this is. In terms of that, like if I'm saying my way is the right way, I feel like Elden Ring is the worst of all the games in terms of the poise. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's uh, that's kind of a hard one, because like I remember having that exact same issue towards the late game. I, I don't know about the early game. I don't remember. I think I was just so enamored with the game at that point that I didn't care. Um, but I remember in the late game, I was getting really frustrated because I would get like two shotted by just your average enemies, you know, mm-hmm. the, so I, I sympathize there even, even with like the, 
the most vigor that was that was the well, really that, yeah. weird thing is people were oh, saying sorry. vigor matters this time <clears throat> you can't pull points from vigor you have to have at least 40 <laughs> and it's like yeah i don't really like that because <laughs> yeah. like uh you just it doesn't because even when you have the most vigor that you could possibly get uh i, I mean that 100 percent in the game limit breakers shout out limit breakers on youtube got the most vigor that you can possibly get in Elden Ring, and they were still getting like two or three shotted by enemies. So Not bosses. Yeah, too. not bosses. I just want to, yeah, just yeah, throw that enemies. out there. Not bosses, enemies. Yeah, so like, <clears throat> it's... Shout out Limit Breakers, for sure. Shout dude. out Limit best, Breakers. They, best they channel, do the fucking honestly. dirty work. They're crazy. <clears throat> but, anyway, I think that that speaks to a problem with the, the balance. I don't think Although I think it was a purposeful decision. I think it was to challenge people who have played the OG Souls games. Because how the fuck else are you going to do it at this point? Yeah. They're they're playing them with fucking DDR <coughs> pads. Like, I mean, you know, it's you got to do something. <laughs> they're making yeah. a mockery of us. For sure. For sure. And then, uh, so, sorry, to expand on what I was... <clears throat> going off in the tweet uh, what i meant was i had i had already pretty much gotten to late game um yeah. and gone back to an early level like you know like Limgrave or something mm-hmm. and was like just testing this like intentionally trying to start attacks with like a gr- i think i used the great axe the great axe and the rusty anchor my first run through um and so i would intentionally like start an attack and try to get hit to get my attack interrupted by just like the uh, le- like entry level hollow enemies <clears throat> yeah, and, shit, yeah. and it was still doing that like I would I would intentionally throw on armor that was way too heavy um, mm. but just to get the max poise I had the is it the Lionel yeah oh armor. Lionel yeah. I think that That's one had the... like pretty exceptionally high poise and I would I was testing this and it's it, got the, the attacks most were in still, the game. Yeah, the attacks were still getting interrupted. Um, okay, so the last tweet is, and it sucks too because I otherwise like the challenge of the end game so far, but getting combo staggered to death from 65 vigor, heavy armor, vigor charm, etc. is exceedingly frustrating. By the grunts, bruh! <laughs> yeah. I, I, I can't argue. I can't argue against that because that, that is exactly I haven't played the game recently, but I remember feeling the same way. It was very frustrating, but it was it was part of the challenge of the game. I think it's what made it unique. And that's why I'm kind of uh, eager to forgive it because the game surrounding it was so good and it presented a new challenge that. Really, I the Souls games didn't have before, if you're not counting Sekiro. Like, Sekiro is like, if you make a mistake, you will die. If you yeah. hesitate, that's <clears throat> it. You're done. But there was never any system like that in the Dark Souls games. And so I think Elden Ring is one of the first ones where it's like, if you if you make a mistake, this is it. You're done. Yeah, <laughs> like, for sure. You, know, you, you have to play it flawlessly almost. <clears throat> for sure. And I feel like I'm that was that was kind of my point. Uh, or not not the point, but like uh, the same idea with the Breath of the Wild, you know, like the, the low weapon durability where yeah. it's like, this is a clear just, this is a decision and they made this, you know, I can't yeah. say that this is like the right or the wrong decision, but this is a decision <laughs> and yeah. I feel like in general I'm, I'm more likely to not forgive, but like change my 
opinion or like you know give a little <clears throat> bit more um i'll be more likely to try it again later <laughs> you know yeah. once i get over the initial like tantrum that i throw of being like this is different and therefore is wrong and <laughs> therefore i'm gonna go play monster hunter and <laughs> oh hang on sorry oh there we go okay, sorry, okay there we it. go there we go um so as opposed to something that you could almost point to and be like, this is a mistake, you know, like yeah. this should not have been in yep. the game. Uh, like, uh, the last of us two, for example, Oh, you know, like where you can, um, like the, the pacing and the story structure of last of us two, where instead of starting playing as Abby and saying, Oh my God, her dad, was kidnapped by Joel and taken to his compound, his milking facility. And <laughs> sorry, my fidget stopped spinning. You know, you could almost point to that and say, like, unequivocally, this game would be better with a restructure of the story and That's, like yeah, the pacing of the game. Mistake. Like, because, yeah. yeah. So that kind of shit is like, is unacceptable forever marred i'll never come around to that game for um, yeah for like for context the, yeah, right yeah. <clears throat> uh if you haven't played it and you are going to <laughs> uh you i'm sorry uh but stop sorry, listening, spoil right? it so yeah a little bit of a spoiler <laughs> so uh in the last of us two uh the way the game starts out i believe is you play as uh ellie at the beginning and pretty close to the beginning, you watch this character beat Joel to death. And then they have this great idea to make the player immediately start playing as this character that beat Joel to death named Abigail. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then they they show you over the course of the game why she did what she did towards the end of it. A, I mean, a, you're supposed to kind of feel sympathy for her, but most people never did. If they, if Naughty Dog would have restructured the game where you play as Abigail from the beginning and then you beat Joel to death, it would have been a way easier pill to swallow. It would have been like, oh, look at this. The consequences for Joel's actions, you know, like it would have. I know that's what they were trying to do. So why didn't they just restructure it like we could have? Ah, yeah, y you get the idea anyway. Just a simple restructure would have made that game so much better. But for whatever fucking reason. But I think it was a choice that they made. I don't think that it was necessarily a mistake. I think it was brain dead writers who were like, oh, yeah, the, the our our fans are going to love this. <laughs> like I gonna... still I still like every time I think about it, I'm still kind of like scratching my head and being like this. It felt like uh, the the game as it came out felt like one like one person with kind of like the god hand and being or that's not the right word but just being like i this is my vision we're gonna do it like this because just the 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 number of things that i feel like if if left up to a team would have been like fixed mm -hmm. 
is it's it's too many things. So I feel like there was there was maybe like one person who was like, nope, nope, my my say, final say, we got to put it out this way. You know, yeah. like it just feels like. Yeah. I don't know that it's just like um, it does kind of feel, feel that it feels way. Like, like rough, you know. It's just like not even in like a a charming way. It's like to the literally to the detriment of of the overall game, you know. And I feel like everything in the game that happened still could have happened in a you know in like a fixed order, and not everyone would have liked it. But I feel like the overall like opinion of the game would be much better if it had been like. Yeah, just kind of restructured and, and like just yeah. thought out a little bit better, you know, like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I think like um, this is like, I can appreciate what they were going <clears throat> for because I think that characters should face the consequences of their actions. So it's like Joel paid the ultimate price for rescuing Ellie, yeah. right, is, is basically the way to look at it because yeah. he killed Abigail's dad when he was rescuing Ellie. And the consequence was he was killed for it, right? I'm not I'm not against that. I don't have a problem with that. But just the way that Naughty Dog handled it was very poor. And I think like but this this isn't even a symptom of games. This is just a symptom of storytelling cuz the Game of Thrones writers couldn't even handle uh making characters face consequences when they did in the early seasons. Characters yeah. face consequences for their actions all the time. And then towards the end they went so far as to kill a character and then say, but we don't like this consequence. We don't like this. Let's revive him. <laughs> like, let's oh, bring him back. God, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. I don't know. <clears throat> I, I just I feel that if you're gonna make a decision like that, I will respect you more if you stand behind it. Just say this is the the story decision we made. We're killing Joel, and that's that. So I kind of respect it in a way. I just think it could have been done so much better. For sure, yeah. Yeah. I. Well, I don't know what. Spin well, the let me, fidget let me get you, Okay. Yes. <laughs> there we go. Okay. I there was listening go. to a, a podcast. Well, it was a, a Magic the Gathering podcast, and, and people were, they were discussing the, kind of the story, because um, <clears throat> they have this, which I don't, I don't know fully the lore and the story and stuff, but they have this mechanic called, um, or the story device called being completed, and basically that, it, it kind of just means that you turn into like a zombie robot thing, so they're turning, they're like completing these characters, um, and it's kind of it's a little unclear as to like whether that means they're dead or alive or if they'll be revived or like retconned into like oh no just kidding they're alive the whole time, and they were mm-hmm. discussing like would you you know among the the hosts of the show would you like to see more characters die or get completed and everyone was like yeah I think that would be sick you know let's just fucking kill them all off this is gonna be dope and then one one of the guys uh, was like no. I don't want to because in media and things, especially stuff that you use to kind of like escape or, you know, just get your mind off of things. Mm-hmm. Um, he he brought up the example that he watched a, a movie where it's like you kind of expect the ending to happen, you know, like, okay, the hero saves the day and, you know, the CGI good guy beats the CGI bad guy and there yeah. is no heat death of the universe and everything. <laughs> but it was like, actually the opposite happened and you're just left like the bad guy won or something where there was no like good, clean resolution. It didn't feel like it was the end of the movie and you felt like you wasted your time engaging with mm. that media 
because you just feel bad, you know. Do yeah. you have any? I don't. I don't know. I was trying to even think of examples like that 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 feel similar to that. I guess. I mean, The Last of Us Two is is obviously the one that made me think about that because that's where you end up at the end of the game. Is mm-hmm. like, damn, wow, what a what a waste of time, you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I wish I hadn't done that. I don't have one in games. Um, see, but I approach this differently. Like, I think that it subverts expectations in a way that if if it's done right, I really enjoy it. So there's this movie uh, that kind of does that. It's called The Mist. I don't know if you ever saw The Mist. It's, it's not, on my list. Don't spoil it. Oh, God. It's on my really? list. Wait, let no. me make sure it's The Mist. Is, is The Mist the one that's in, uh, there's a black and white uh, there's it's either the mist or the fog uh i really want to spoil the mist so make sure you know which is which uh is there a black and white version of the mist no Um, i don't believe so flat frank darabont uh it was filmed in color but a black and white version oh oh wait because there's one that was originally supposed to be and people are I only I, I'm making the distinction between be, because this is the movie that they were. Oh no, I think it is the Mist Dog. Okay, yeah, uh, I won't spoil okay, it. Okay, just spoil it. I don't care. Really? I'm gonna watch it. No, come on. Come oh, on. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is the Mist. But people were like, "No, you have to watch it in black and white." That's where the movie like really is. You know, like you're supposed mm-hmm. to experience it that way. I don't know. I, I'll just say that that movie has uh, it goes down a track where you feel like, oh my god, we're we're riding off into the sunset. We're gonna make it, and then you know some shit happens. And and I like when <laughs> I like when uh, movies media does that. I like when things don't end, don't have the fairy tale ending. Cause I watched a movie last night. Uh, it was called uh, Outlaw King while I was at work, and um, it it felt like a big waste of time because it had that fairy tale ending. Like no character faced consequences for his actions. And I know it was based on history. It was uh, based on King Edward the first and Oh God, what's his name? Uh, King, King Robert of Scotland uh, having their little pissing match. And uh, anyway, King Robert's wife is taken captive and, but she's eventually returned to him unharmed, you know? And it just feels really like just a big waste of time. I was like, well, why did, if we're making media, why didn't we change this story in some way? You know, like, cause this, yeah. this isn't very, this isn't very interesting. It's like the, the good guy wins, you yeah. know, I, I'm fine with the good guy winning, but I think he has to really face trials and tribulations before he gets there. And, you know, and I really like it when they don't win, you know, because of something that they did before, like, you know, they face they face consequences for their actions. It's important. Like in RPGs, man. If you make a decision, it should uh it should come back to bite you in the ass in some way. Yeah. I mean it yeah, I feel I feel you, dog. Yeah, just if it just needs to make dude, I'm like I get so like exasperated, is that the word? Just thinking sure. about bad bad media and how much bad yeah. like I could do so much better. I could be her if you if, <laughs> <laughs> if I if only I had been born as a beautiful woman, my life would have been wow. so much better. 
I didn't know we were going there. Sorry, oh, fuck. Sorry, this is the fidget stuff. There we go. There you go. You're fine. Now. Um, I have a new game to recommend. All right. Before we start talking about shooters here, sure. Um, sure. Oh, also, just just let me let me make the blanket statement. As I was editing last week's podcast, um, I sound like a fucking idiot when I'm talking. Um. And I, I contradict myself a lot. Just if I ever say anything that sounds stupid, um, I know it sounds stupid. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just low key. I just be out here talking, being stupid, um, and being stupid. That thing long, ain't it? Yeah. So, <sighs> Enter the Gungeon. Okay, I love it. Have you played it? I did. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good, dude. I du- I double dipped on that game, dude. I got it on PC and then I got it on my Switch. Nice. It's, uh, it's a banger, man. How have you beaten it? Fuck no. <laughs> okay, I was gonna say I'm like I'm having trouble with it. It's hard. Uh, it it's really hard. Have you played Binding of Isaac? No. Oh, fuck. I was gonna say we need to compare and see which is better. To me, I are you have you seen gameplay of Binding of Isaac? I least. played it at your house, man. Oh, good, 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 good. Yeah, good. Yeah. Wow. Do you not remember that? Well, I think I make everybody play Binding of Isaac. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it's the oh, price okay. of entry. Yeah, it's coming back to me now, probably. Um, I feel like into the gun. Hey, listen, is... girl. You want to come in here? You're gonna have to play Binding <laughs> of Isaac. <laughs> Rebirth. <laughs> that was what happened when when my family came for uh, doing our Christmas celebration, like after you know, like our after Christmas Christmas basically. And my sister mm-hmm. was the first person to get here, and I, the first thing I did was shoved a controller in her hand and say, "Play this," and it was Binding of Isaac. But yeah, uh, forgot what I was saying. Shooters, shooters. Well, you were going to talk about uh, Gungeon versus Isaac. Oh yeah, Gungeon's better. <laughs> All right, <laughs> spin your fucking fidget spinner, man. Come on. There we go. <laughs> yeah, Gungeon better. All right, shooters, man. Let's go. Let's do it. All right, so we're talking about, and I, I'm just gonna do the introduction because John's gonna talk about all this. Um, so oh, I want to I want to get my word. I you know I feel like when this kid goes off, I can't get a word in edgewise. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my god! Just interrupt me, dude. I know I talk um, too much. I'm aware. And so the can I talk? Jesus! Yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna be talking about. Uh, I don't know what would you call this? Like story shooters. Um, Shooter games that don't have, I, I want to make the distinction like that don't have an online feature that's like more prominent. So like while there, you know, there is a story to like Call of Duty, Call of Duty, you're not playing. You you don't buy Call of Duty to play the people story install mode. Call of Duty and go straight to multiplayer. Exactly, yeah. that's kind of what the distinction we're making. We're making games that maybe there is an online aspect, but it's not the uh, the main part of it. So games like Borderlands, mm-hmm. President Evil, <laughs> Mr. President Evil, <laughs> Doom, <laughs> a second Mr. shooter President has crashed into the second tower. <laughs> That's too good, dude. Mr. President Evil, <laughs> Mr. President. 
You know what they should have called George Bush? What's that? President Evil. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. Uh, you know, shit like that. Um, I'm going to let John take it away. Damn. Uh, wait. Oh, some of the things. The What got me thinking about this was just that, uh, you know, the idea of point the reticle and then hit the shoot button and then move your body is such a such a cute concept you know how the hell could they make more than one game out of that so <laughs> we're going to be talking about some things maybe either mechanically story wise or other that uh, make these games unique and for context brandon doesn't really play shooters i feel like we never well, really I, talked I, I wouldn't that. i wouldn't say that necessarily i think you're taking our conversation a little bit out of context okay correct me then I think I need to put the fidget spinner down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to listen back to the, <laughs> the recording and it's just going to be like. <laughs> it's not that bad, but I bet it's going to be really bad. It yeah. probably will be. Yeah. Once I put the the compression and the, yeah. the limiter on, it's going to be pretty bad. Yeah. Uh so some of the games I've played, some some shooters, uh, the President Evils, the Borderlands. Um, I watched someone play Last of Us. I watched PewDiePie play Last of Us 2. <laughs> um. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm kind of an expert on so, shooters. And I've, I, I've dabbled with the light bow gun in Monster Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> so i mean i'd say I'm, I'm basically up there with the the you know the greats yeah i'm kind of a big deal yeah dude spin the fidget spinner <laughs> <laughs> just do it <laughs> oh there we go um well let's talk about some i want to i want to uh <clears throat> get into maybe some games where the movement of your character is maybe limited or less mm -hmm. important than your proficiency in taking down enemies. So I'm thinking yeah. basically Resident Evil, right? The, yeah. the, the most uh, athletic or like agile thing you can do is the quick turn where you spin around 180 yeah sort of quickly and the rest of the game really comes down to um you know being able to pull off headshots or you know if you need to do like leg shots and and bring them down to their bring that pussy to his knees <laughs> yeah bring that pussy to his knees uh, <laughs> uh so what do you do you do you enjoy this style of gameplay or i know since you're a you're a bit of a doom head uh, do you, do you find this style of gameplay to be more, um, shall we Limited. say pedestrian or banal? <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> Mr. Th Thesaurus. Holy shit. Um, see up, they call it Thesaurus Rex. Ooh. A I dinosaur think that was a bar. Rex. Rex. <laughs> Placentasaurus Rex. <laughs> there we go. Um, anyways, Get uh, there. back to uh, back to shooters. Um, yeah, as far as like the the movement 
kind of limiting the character. I think it's I think it's important for certain games um, because the first wave of shooters you were really fast. I mean, if you look at like ninety three Doom and Wolfenstein, you could zip around the map real quick to the point where um, the enemies had trouble keeping up with you. I mean, you were fast as hell, boy. So when the player kind of got slowed down, I think most people trace it to back to Halo. Uh, it kind of changed the way shooters feel, and I don't really have a problem with that. I think it's I think it's fine because in Halo, it's more like uh, well, in Doom, it feels like you're kind of like trapped in these rooms with a bunch of demons, and in Halo, it's like you're trapped in here with me. Like I am just so powerful yeah, yeah. and I'm, I'm kind of lumbering around. I'm slow, but I'm going to fucking find you, you know? Um, so I don't, I think that they have their own merits. And I think, uh, when, when a developer picks one, they just need to commit to it. Either you're going to be fast and you're going to have a lot of mobility to, uh, zip around and, you know, find enemies or you're going to be slow, but a tank. Is kind of the seems to be the two trees that you can go down. Um, so no, I, I don't I don't find it limiting or pedestrian. I, I kind of like it actually in certain certain instances. Yeah, es- I'm, especially with Halo. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm definitely in the same way. Um, I love the especially Resident Evil Four. Um, is mm-hmm. one of my favorite. Like that's that's the game. Oh, I, that game, <laughs> that game controls like shit. Yeah, it, it really. Yeah. And I I remember texting you. Mm-hmm. about this like the first time i played it and i was like elon elon <laughs> <laughs> what i was i just got ah, off the horn with elon shit i can't say that um leon feels like you're driving a car and you can't or i think i, I literally called him a tank like he feels mm-hmm. like very yeah exactly like lumbering well, and he yeah. doesn't like uh, and then with that with that really strange um, <clears throat> reticle control too, where you have to instead of aiming and bringing up, uh, moving the full camera, you basically when you go to aim, <clears throat> if anyone hasn't played uh, RE4, you hitting like L2 as the aim button. Um, basically just takes a screenshot of, of the page and then you move the reticle uh, all over the I'm like making motions with my hands so you can see it uh, within sort of that screenshot or freeze frame that you've taken then you move the reticle and the, the reticle itself moves it's not centered in the middle of the screen so it's a really strange way of of sort of interfacing and I actually wish that this had not gone away as much um, in gaming because I found it to be like very, it, it just gives you a big picture of what you need to do. And then you can sort of, uh, it changes the way that you interact with taking down first, this zombie needs to die and then this zombie and then this one and then this one. And then also at the same time, you need to make sure that the girl doesn't die too. So it's like a really feels super claustrophobic. And do you ever do this like in, <clears throat> In games where, especially in 2D games, when you, like, need to make a really tricky jump, do you ever, like, press the fuck out of the button and, like, you, you're, you like, holding holding down on either the D-pad or the analog stick, like, hard as shit, like, trying to get yourself to go faster? 
Oh yeah. And yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah. you like, you, you realize like how tense your hands are because you're like trying to get more out of it. That's, that's what so many moments in playing resident evil four felt like, but it was also fun the whole time. Like it didn't yeah. feel frustrating. It felt like, uh, the, the, the order in which you take down the enemies was the puzzle and then that that really mattered and then when you when you die it's probably not that you just got overwhelmed it's that you need to just rethink the order that you take enemies down in and then just yeah. be better you know it's not like you can't just rely on twitchy reaction you can't just rely on making a better build like you have to, your your puzzle brain has to go and then your gamer brain needs to kick in and, and be able to actually achieve those movements. But it did it yeah. never felt like, you know, the rooms that that you get stuck in don't feel like totally insurmountable. Mm-hmm. It's just like so it's kind of a yeah, it's kind of turns the the shooter into like a puzzle game too. There's been this uh talk of a RE4 remake. Actually I think it's confirmed oh, now. Yeah. I think it's confirmed now. Yeah. And uh yeah. I'm interested to see what they're gonna do with those controls because I f- I worry that if they bring them up to modern standards it's not going to keep the same fear that that original game kind of struck in the player. I've heard the biggest criticism I've heard of the newer Resident Evil games is you, you're uh, it's just too easy. You know, it's like pointing and clicking has gotten to the point where I'm, I'm not scared anymore, but go back to RE4 and from what I've, you know, the RE2 remake as well. It's like, holy shit. This is terrifying because something is constraining you. And in RE4, it's the controls. In RE2, it's the amount of resources that you have. You know, so I'm I'm waiting eagerly. I will certainly play the remake and you know, and see what's what. But I hope that they keep it kind of clunky because from what I heard, that's what keeps the game exciting. Yeah, it would it would absolutely not. Well, it'll feel like a totally different game. I was going to say it won't be fun, but I guess I shouldn't say that. It'll it'll totally change the game if they decide to change up their approach, which my my hot diction, hot prediction is uh uh that they they might change it because I I worry that you know, the first round of people who like pre-install the game just off of hype and maybe didn't play the original um, because it, you know, it looks like That'll shit be now. Me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, like I think there's going to be this big wave of people if they do keep it the same controls, and they're going to be like, "This is awful," you know, like this this yeah. sucks, and then they're going to take to uh, meta, get on the metaverse, <laughs> you know, and say like, "This do not get this game. This sucks," and I, yeah. I worry that <clears throat> there's no excuse for this in 2023. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Uh, God damn it. That's funny. But I, I have, I have a lot of faith in my, my, uh, my boys over at Capcom. Um, I you know, don't. I give, them, <laughs> I give them my blessing. Uh, I, I, I think whatever happens, they'll, they'll be able to pull it off and, uh, you know, we'll be, we'll be smiling and, and smoking our cigar. I really hope uh, so. At the Riding park. our horse into the sunset. Yep. Right. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to work well. Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. I'll play it. I haven't played the OG, but I will play the remake for sure. And uh, you know, I I hope for the best. I don't. I never want a game to suck. So, and it won't. It can't. <laughs> we have too this much riding on this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
All right. So let's uh, let's just say this. Okay. If it does suck, there will be hell to pay. Oh, the day of retribution. Stop. Stop. Don't. Oh, there we go. Sorry. I didn't know how something came over me. You're going to get in trouble, man. I'm good now. You can't say things like that. Uh, any other games? Um, do you feel like in the old Call of Duties, um, like Black Ops, do you feel like your character moved fast enough or did you want it to be like 10% faster? Um... I'm just just thinking out of curiosity, just with some of those maps being so big, I'm thinking like WMD and Array. Yeah. Trying to get from the spawn point just actually into some action. I felt like I just wanted to move that like 10% faster, and I don't think that really would have affected the gameplay much. So if we're talking about multiplayer shooters, then there's the issue of balance, yeah. which is something that I hope to avoid. Uh, because I don't know, <laughs> but, um, I'll, I'll look at it through the lens of zombies, right? Uh, Ooh. It, which would be, I think a good starting point. I yeah. think the, the speed that you move in zombies is perfect. Perfect. They yes. should not change yeah. it. The black ops zombies speed is just chef's kiss because you can just walk faster than those zombies. That's not the problem. You know, it's that they come from all angles. So you have to have good movement and position yourself well um, to avoid dying. Right. So my initial uh, my initial response is no, don't change the movement at all. But if we're talking about in multiplayer, fuck, yeah, I wish I could. I wish I could fly <laughs> in multiplayer. Yeah. You know, I, I just want to get into the action. But that's, you know, that that's your cross to bear in multiplayer. You died. This is your punishment. You have to run back to the action. That is you know? a good point. Yeah. I like that. Have you seen well, never mind. That's off topic. Let's get back on the shooters. Are there any other slow, tanky um Doom 2016? How do you move in that? It's been a I haven't played that game. Um I mean an extensive amount. You can walk and jump, and that's about it. But you're pretty quick. Um, I think when it's hard to not compare it to Doom Eternal, because in Doom Eternal, you're a fucking butterfly. Yeah, like you can you can fly all over the map and everything. Um, in Doom 2016, you're definitely more grounded, but you do move very fast. So uh, it's kind of in a weird like uh, void between the movement shooters and the slow grounded ones. Um, but if I transport myself back to when I first played 2016, it felt really liberating. It felt like fast and nice. So, you know, hindsight, it's probably not the fastest, but looking back, it felt, you felt quick. So I'll try to judge it through that lens. And it was, the movement felt good. Um, but it ain't nothing compared to Eternal, man. Holy shit. I don't want to suck that game off yeah, too hard sure. just yet. <laughs> we'll, we'll Not get yet. There. Yeah, we'll Not get there. Not yet. Not yet. <clears throat> Let me edge the Doom Eternal. Yeah, good, 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 good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, and then the last one kind of in this slow movement category. And then what I want to do is kind of break these games that we've talked about down and kind of do the Venn diagram. But would you... Where would you put, like, Borderlands 2... 
mm. with, you know, there's not like a super, I don't know. What would you, where, would you say that positioning is as important as shooting or do you feel like your ability to kind of slag and I, I, I don't feel like you get enough evasion really to make the positioning. Yeah. But also I, I'm not like great at, at borderlands. Yeah. Um, God, I don't I know. That's that kind game. of a tough one now that I'm saying it out loud. Yeah. I think it kind of subverts the constraints that we would put on it. Uh, Cause movement is just not the focus of the game. Yeah. You know, it's, it's about your build and your, uh, you know, your weapons. So I think that, uh, oh man, positioning is important in that game for sure. Because especially on the higher, you know, when you're a max level character, you cannot just run into the middle of for combat. Sure. You yeah. know, you, you'll just get dropped. So it's definitely important. But if <sighs> Borderlands is like three games in one, because each of those uh, playthroughs that you do, uh, we're talking about just the base game, then true vault hunter mode, and then ultimate vault hunter mode. Each one of them ups the difficulty substantially and changes the way that you're going to play. So in the base game, you're you're a monster. I mean, you just yeah. tear through everybody, <laughs> you know. And then in true vault, you're you definitely have to be more cunning and you know use everything at your disposal but you're still really powerful i feel like true vault gives you the it's it's kind of like the you know like over here boy you know like you you can yeah. you can get through all of it kind of brute forcing your way through but mm -hmm. if you have any desire whatsoever to do ultimate vault hunter you you need to use true vault hunter to like be the transitional period where you learn oh, how yeah. to play, you know, yeah. like you need to use the slag. You need to like start mm -hmm. actually constructing some sort of a build and like thinking about mm -hmm. how you're going to approach, but yeah, you can still kind of, you, that's one where you can kind of bang your head into the wall and still get yeah. through sort of, sorry, I didn't mean to like, I think, cut you off. No, but. no, you're fine. <clears throat> I think true vault is the way that the game is. I think true vault is like normal difficulty. Yeah. I, I look at it like whenever you make a character in borderlands two, you're going through the difficulties no matter what. So you'll start on easy, then you go to normal and then you're on ultimate vault hunter, which is, uh, borderline unfair. <laughs> like it, yeah. it's really stressful. Um, I I love Borderlands so much, and I'm really hesitant to criticize it at all. Uh, especially Borderlands Two. Borderlands Three, I'll shit on all day, but yeah. <laughs> Borderlands Two just it means so much to me. I don't want to be rude. <laughs> Yeah. I, I want I want to spare its feelings, but God damn it. When you just walk into a room and get one shot of it, it just doesn't feel good. There needs to be some you know? indication. Yeah. Or like some buffer time, maybe from like when your shield fully depletes. Mm -hmm. Give me two seconds. Like I'm, I'm serious, like two seconds of like invulnerability or, or something. Yeah, like some sort of like alarm bells or, you know, like the shields on its fucking give, give me the, the annoying voice line from Claptrap, yeah. you know, and my Neuralink implant being like, hey, Hunter, <laughs> your shield has been fucking depleted. So now you're they're gonna start sucking your dick without any shields. <laughs> you might want to get behind cover. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh god, that'd be awful. Yeah, no, that's a bad Neuralink. idea. <laughs> the <laughs> cyberpunk Neuralink, but it's yeah. just claptrap. That would be. I we gotta, you know, this is a 
this is kind of a tangent, but man, we got to do an episode just on the Borderlands series in general. I would love to. This is making um, me want to like stop recording soon and go play Borderlands. <laughs> go, yeah, because it's it. What a fall from grace, man. I mean, starts. Did you ever play the original? Just the OG Borderlands? A little teeny tiny bit, um, but not not to any sort of like. Mm-hmm. I don't even think I beat it. I, I probably played it for like maybe three or four hours. That game, man, that shit was just oh, it. I know it's bad, you know, because it, it's one of those things where uh, it's compared to Borderlands 2. Holy shit. It's just awful. Yeah. But I love it, man. I, I just I it's. One of those things where nostalgia blinds me. I can't be an actual critic of the original Borderlands because mm-hmm. I'm just I'm too close to it, too involved. Uh, I I understand why you know uh, they say that uh, there are just some decisions that you can't make. You're too close to them, and yeah, yeah it's like yeah. criticizing Borderlands. I just can't do it. I I can do it. Don't get me wrong, but I won't. Not for sure, not but the original. Like, it's that that's kind of the same way I'm with like Dark Souls 2, you know, where it's like yeah. I hear what you're saying, but to me that's a positive. You know, like I hear, <laughs> I hear the, what you're saying. <laughs> shut the fuck up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it, it's hard not to just reduce it down to that. Like, especially because did you play one before two? Yes. Yes, I did. You did, yeah. Mm-hmm. I uh, let yeah. me close my door here. Um Yeah, I did play one before two. Um I played one uh, at my cousin's house. I didn't own the current gaming console at the time. Yeah. So any uh, any <laughs> chance I got to go to his house, I would just play video games. Like I would just play what he had. For and sure. uh, he had the original Borderlands, and I got a good portion of the way through it over the course of a couple days. And I was like, that was actually the thing that made me say, okay. I'm gonna start saving my shitty, uh, my shitty minimum wage job money, and I'm mm-hmm. gonna buy a fucking PS3. You know, because yeah. it was the most recent console at the time. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that. Anyways, man, we <laughs> I can talk about Borderlands a lot. We just gotta delegate it to an episode. Let's move on. <sighs> talk about our shooters, bro. If we have to. If we have if to. If we have to. Um. All right. Cool. Yeah. Uh. Do you want to, I mean, I feel like we've done a pretty good job of like kind of comparing these games of, of the games we've talked about so far, kind of the more tanky. Um, mm-hmm. Is there anything that like really, really kind of sets, sets them apart from, from the pack? I mean, you know, like with Borderlands 2, it's kind of your, your ability to do almost like an RPG build Mm -hmm. you know with like your weapon construction and then with re4 you know it's kind of like the puzzle interactiveness Mm -hmm. it's 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 tense but not in the same way of like uh you know people sprinting at you yeah Um, but is there anything else just of these games doom as well uh is there anything else that is just kind of like jumping out at you that like needs to be said um i feel like these games uh, and I'll I'll be brief, but I feel like these games came apart or came about as a necessity for consoles back when we didn't really know how to make a shooter work on console. What felt good was being able to have that time to react to getting shot. So the yeah. original '90s shooters were, you know, you you were fast as hell, but you could only take a couple hits really. 
Um, and then we realized with console bringing shooters to console, which Halo, love my boy Halo. Yeah. Uh, what they realized was we need we need a buffer. We because we can't just get shot twice and die. Like we need to be able to react, turn around, and fight back. So I think that they have their place. Uh, I just think it's interesting that they were born out of a necessity is kind of the way to put it. It was originally we were like, this doesn't feel good. The shooters we're making when we're not constrained by console is, you know, fast and twitchy. But when we're constrained, we make these more, uh, you know, grounded, slow experiences. And that came out of necessity. And now it's become an entire uh, subgenre. It's an entire different section of shooters that people prefer to the golden ages of shooters, you know? So that's all I really wanted to touch on there is that I just think it's interesting how they came about. Yeah, for sure. And it's just, I mean, yeah, I think that's, that's a good point to make too, is that a lot of these were like developmental or, you know, like um, kind of, they're older. Fuck. I'll just say that they're older, you know, like these, these games, like these aren't, to my knowledge, you know, aren't really coming out anymore. So with that in mind, one thing that kind of, if, if anybody's listening to this and hasn't played any of the games we've talked about, mm-hmm. dog, get off your ass and do it. Because like <laughs> one, I was so scared to play resident evil four because it's so old. I was just looking up like when some of these games came out. Um, but I, I thought that I thought RE4 was going to be horrible. It came out in 2005, Damn. and I was like, I was like, this is going to be the 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 most horrible arcadey bullshit difficulty. Like, it's going to be way too fucking hard. You know, like I, I was I was leaning that way uh, that I thought it was going to be way too hard. There's going to be no way to fucking beat it. You know, like shooters didn't exist before this game. You know, made all these innovations and stuff. Uh, there's no way it's it's going to be good because it's trying to do too much new stuff. It's so good. It's one of my favorite games ever. Uh, mm-hmm. It's of of the Resident Evil games. It's my favorite Resident Evil game. It's so good, and there's there's uh, there's nothing to be afraid of. Just come into the light. Try it out. <laughs> it's it's so good. Borderlands Two. I feel like I almost feel like Borderlands doesn't get talked about enough or as no. much as as you would think uh gearbox kind of ran it into the ground man that yeah is, yeah well we'll get there don't we'll get don't there. worry we'll, we'll get there ne- dude next week let's just do our borderlands episode let's, let's fuck it yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll play some between now and then and just kind of get the get the juices uh you know get the, the juices flowing the juices yeah. at the edge you know what i'm saying uh-huh the ready juice to, is loose ready to spill um cool all right Mm, moving on moving on moving on better so, games. so now do you want to talk about <laughs> okay you want to talk about the more movement shooters i want to talk about some movement games yeah, yeah where your your positioning your ability to dodge your ability to evade there's uh it, it brings in that second layer of of gameplay beyond just your ability to shoot won't won't save you um you also need to kind of be into the flow of the game and react a Mm -hmm. little bit better hey Um, can i actually uh let let's 
uh, make an editor note. Can we pause for just one second? I really got to pee <laughs> before we go. All right, give me. Okay, so with you talking about, uh, sorry, bathroom break there. Bathroom with you talking break. about the, we got to move into more of the movement shooters. Um, I think the ones that you got to talk about first would probably be like Half Life, at least in the single player frame of mind, right? Um, yeah. So like the original Half Life, Half Life Two, the episodes, whatever, they all had some form of like bunny hopping that you could do, where you were just so goddamn fast. And um, I I know that that wasn't the purpose of those games. They were supposed to be more grounded, but the Source Engine bunny hopping is crazy, man. Like I, you can you can move pretty quick in those games. Um, I don't think that you do yourself any favors by experiencing those games first and doing that. Um, I think you should just play them, you know, kind of vanilla intended. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And play them more like the games we were talking about before where you move slow. You are just a scientist going to a day of work, like just play it, get immersed in the story and you'll have a great time. But I think that half-life kind of maybe didn't open the door for those. Cause the, uh, the OG golden age shooters like doom were already moving fast, but they were just constrained to where they couldn't have all this movement tech. And so when you finally get into like the, uh, the real movement shooters, I think you've got stuff like ultra kill is the one that jumps out at me right away. Uh, doom eternal, obviously jumps out as being you just have so many mobility options where if you ever even touch the ground you're kind of playing wrong so yeah um but yeah like like doom eternal really just changed uh doom for sure for the better in making everything so much faster and you have all these different uh ways to move about the arena and like just hunt down everything that's around you. And I think that's what makes those shooters uh, unique, distinctive, and fun is to have a uh, just all these different options to hunt down targets. Whereas in other games, uh, the slower ones, you let them come to you. In the movement shooters, you're going to them. You're finding them. And that's... Uh, so it lends itself really well to like offensive focused games yeah um, yeah where the slower movement like in halo you're you're you usually play halo more defensively but in those fast ones you're you're on the offense the whole time right so a lot of the I f- i'm feeling a lot of the slower games almost feel like an like an obfuscated puzzle of some sort where you have time to digest and in some way or another there is kind of like a most correct way of interacting with each room oh, or, yeah, you know, like just, just as priority. an example yeah yeah do you feel like there is that aspect in the faster like oh yeah. more skill based or do you feel like it's more of just getting into the flow and you know just continuously don't get touched mm-hmm. uh is is more the idea it's less I don't want to say less mental, but it feels more definitely more like agility and kind of physically mm-hmm. based um, and less puzzle based. Do you feel like these faster games have that puzzle element or do yeah. you feel like it's more about getting in the flow and just kind of just doing it? So all of those elements you talked about where it's like, just don't get hit, just uh, 
find or like target priority don't get hit all of that kind of comes together in the movement shooters especially and i'm talking about doom eternal i'm going through yeah, the lens yeah. of doom eternal. <laughs> that all comes together in doom eternal where you you have as soon as you enter a combat arena you just have to scan everything you get up on you know you use your movement tech you flick up in the air and you look and you do a quick like preliminary what needs to die first and a lot of the times, uh, so that's like your target priority thing, right? Whereas in Halo, you you look around and you scan your immediate field of view for threats. You're like, what needs to go down first? What's the biggest threat? And you, you handle that, right? But in Doom Eternal, it's what's the most powerful thing here? It needs to die first. Yeah. <laughs> and you, you seek it out. You don't let it come to you. You go to it. So I know at least when I was playing Doom Eternal really heavily, I would always look for the summoners. I forget their names now. Archviles. Uh, the Archvile demons were, if they were in the room, they died first every time because they, the longer they're up, the more demons they spawn in to make your life more difficult. So, yeah, I think the game, the best games in the movement subgenre still have that target prioritization in them. Uh they still have that level of difficulty because if you're if you're just gonna uh, you know make yourself this powerful, you need to have something that can still present a real challenge for you. Does that make sense? For sure, yeah. So it's kind of like it's piling on an, an additional layer, yeah, of, of that, and maybe it's it's kind of like the the Dark Souls one player, you know, watching a Dark Souls one like a really good PvP player mm-hmm. like their movements are so exact because you're so limited and in, in you know like the combo oh, yeah. ability everything has a wind up to it but it it results in like this super precise really exact playing versus they're always like just inside the range where yeah, you can hit them exactly but it's then, all about kind of like but, the finesse of, yeah but you attack and they keep backpedaling, you miss, and then they run forward and get yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. You know? So like, it kind of feels like the difference between that and, and something like, you know, like Dark Souls 3 or maybe Elden Ring PvP, where mm-hmm. it's still, you know, it's still the same foundation, but it's, you know, the, the, the I almost feel like the number of things we can even focus on at one time, like you, you almost can't, or, you know, like imagine dropping Leon from <laughs> re4 into mm-hmm. doom eternal oh god like, yeah. all right get it get it brother <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> could, could it be possible is it is it at all possible to get through that game uh, with with those older mechanics um and then vice versa like dropping oh what's, god what's the doom um, lord's name uh, uh doom dropping, guy doom yeah, uh, just yeah. Doom, well there's <laughs> this is where the game's kind of funny uh there's like a little bit of we don't really know for sure if Doom Guy and Doom Slayer are the same, but yeah, it, gotcha. Just Doom Guy, yeah, gotcha. And then yeah, so drop you know dropping him in the in into Spain, Raccoon City, or you know somewhere <laughs> oh God, like that yeah. where it's like uh, you yeah, know, like I don't know, just kind of yeah. it wouldn't even be fun. You know, it has to be those those people in those settings. So it's like mm-hmm. it's kind of the perfect marriage. I, I don't really know what kind of point I was making. It's just fun to Ooh. imagine like a I, mod where you're playing Doom. 
The, as, you saying that <laughs> made me are. think. Uh, yeah, you saying that made me think of you know the Doom Slayer just tearing through the uh, Raccoon City Police Station. Oh my god! Well, dude. you know the uh, the only thing they fear is you as playing, and so I gotta I gotta give um, massive massive props to Mick Gordon and Andrew Holschult, I believe is his name. They're the uh, Mick Gordon did the soundtrack for Doom 2016 and Doom Eternal. Good guy. Uh, great guy. He's a pimp. Um, he's did he's you hear an about absolute his, the shit going on. <laughs> I did. I yeah. wish we had the podcast going. When that could have been our news. Yeah, you know? dude. Um, but anyway, you know, look into that. Look into what he had to go through. Um, seems like you know, there's two sides to every story, right? But Not Mick finally, <laughs> Mick finally got his story out, and it's pretty fucking compelling. So. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but they brought in Andrew Holschult, uh afterwards, and he's great, too. And what I wanted to touch on there was for these movement shooters, I talked about their you're on the offense a lot of the time or well, the entire time, honestly. And to to set the tone for that is a tall order. And I think Mick Gordon does it perfectly. Like that music makes me want to run people down in my car. You know, <laughs> like that music yeah. makes me want to just go absolutely ape shit. Just see, you just see red. It's just perfect. It It's the perfect soundtrack or soundtrack. Excuse me. I, I couldn't imagine any other different kind of music in that game. It's just perfect down to the, let, let me give my Homelander speech. It was perfect down to the last minute details. It was perfect. Yeah, dude. Fuck. And Andrew Holschult did a great job too. the guy they brought in after Mick. He's, he's been doing these underground shooters for a long time now. I think he did the dusk soundtrack and that shit bangs. So, yeah, man, these the the heavy hitters in the movement shooter game for the soundtracks. It's Mick Gordon and Andrew Holschult, man. They just they have the perfect sound to make you feel aggressive. Yeah, I guess. for sure. And I think I think that plays uh, a big role in games like that to subconsciously set the player in like attack dog mode, you know? Yeah, because. Yeah, just imagine like those games with a more laid back soundtrack. It just it wouldn't. Well, be the I think same. I have. I was I was gonna say not maybe not traditionally a shooter, but like near Automata. Oh with shit! The, yeah, some of the most engaging, fun movement. You know, because you have the dodge roll, and I totally forgot about this while we were talking about it. That game or, just feels so good. To it's just so move around fun to play. It. Yeah, yeah. It, but it does have the the more serene music um, and it almost lulls you into this, like, you know, and obviously there's, there's the, the themes of, of the game of, you know, like who are we, who are we killing? You know, like what are the, yeah. these robots are we even here sound for? like they don't want to be getting killed right now. And you know, all that <laughs> bullshit, whatever, but it kind of, it definitely does bring in a totally different, it, it, it instead of, Actually, yeah, I'm realizing this as I'm speaking, it's not about going on the offensive. It's about, doing it really with a flow and a style is yeah. or you know is what it makes me think of you know i want it to look cool i want it to feel like i'm while i'm playing that i'm like supporting the music video you know because that game also has a very good soundtrack but i don't play that mm -hmm. the same way that i play 
or you know would play something like doom yeah you know, I, I play yeah. it more like with with some style and like i want to i want it to look cool and even if i'm not doing things super optimally and i know the game's not a shooter but it has good good movement really mm-hmm. good movement and it you shoot in it sort of there's some there's some really cool games like the point you were touching on there where like style is important yeah um I think they call them like gung fu, gun fu games. Gun fu. Um, gun fu. Yeah. Have you ever heard of that? No. So see. it's often games with some sort of like bullet time in them where okay. you can slow down time. Um, so the games that jump out to me are like Fear and uh, Severed Steel. Uh, Maximum Action is another one mm-hmm. where the point of the game isn't like these enemies are just stupid. You can yeah. just run them over, you know. But the point of the game is to do it while looking cool as shit. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> you, you can dive through windows and jump off of walls and just you dual wield guns and just tear everybody down. Like, it's like a you enter like this flow state of like just feeling like nothing can touch me and I yeah. look fucking awesome. You know, <laughs> like, so yeah. that that's another uh, form of the single player shooter that I think uh, I don't tend to go out for but i see the appeal you know it's like yeah yeah i don't really tend to play them but i definitely get why people like them yeah and i I like being tricked into doing that thing like you know elements of that you know like stuff Mm -hmm. like the witcher you know with like the the famously beautiful sunsets and you know and you're like you're almost tempted to like pan the camera slowly you know around the horse (laughs) and shit while you're riding and it's like you know you kind of get you get lulled into it and you're kind of tricked into using that uh or you know like getting into the world with that level of uh substance or style you know my playthrough that i'm doing i haven't done it in a while over the holiday i kind of took a break but i i kind of committed to just walking wherever I went, mm. I, I didn't, I used to run through towns, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and like ride Roach right up <laughs> to the fucking merchant's face. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I would like ride Roach right into the merchant and yeah. you know, jump off and talk to him. And I've kind of committed to playing it like, a, like I'm actually in that world. So, you know, I, I put Hort or I put Roach by the hitch, you know, yeah. and then just, and then walk in, you know, yeah. and like, uh, there's something to that. Yeah, the I'm feeling I'm, like you're actually a member of that world. Yeah, you know? I feel like you can do that too, and that in like turn you know turn the mini map off, and like you know you'll still need the map, but just to kind of get a get an idea of which direction you're headed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's I think one of the very that and like Breath of the Wild. I think the only two games I've tried to go through with like getting as into the game and and taking all the as many of the game assist elements out of it mm-hmm. so i can kind of like just really try to see what it's all about you know there are some fantastic uh like skyrim mods um for that game where you yeah. can you can remove i mean t- like look it's skyrim it, it obviously there are crazy mods for it but there was one the last playthrough i did which was really interesting it was i can't remember exactly what it was called so i'm not even going to say but the gist of what it did was it took out your mini map and it uh, gave you, or I don't even remember if you have a mini map. I don't think you do, but it basically put more sign, like real world signposts in the game. So mm-hmm. when you would come across oh, an intersection yeah. of a road, yeah. it would actually point like, okay, Hjalmark is this way, uh, Winter holds that way, and like 
you would use the actual in-game signs to traverse the world. Like, yeah. And that gives you a feeling. I got my problems with Skyrim, but that gave me a feeling of like, wow, this is awesome. <laughs> like, yeah, for sure. To actually use that to navigate is just insane. You know? Yeah. Um, and I shit, feel like man, there were. Oh, fuck. No, yeah, no, 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 you're right. Go ahead, you know, go I was ahead. just going to, I was going to say like Ghost of Tsushima does kind of the same thing. And so does Elden Ring's just a little bit lazier, you know, with like mm-hmm. the, um, the interest, uh, Fuck you know, oh, those are Tsushima, like birds, the leaves, right? the wind, oh, the leaves, stuff. the leaves, yeah, yeah, that are that are blowing, and then like Elden Ring just has the, <laughs> it may as well be a, a directional arrow, the glimmer, you know, yeah. coming off of the, yeah, but you know, just stuff like that. Just go like, literally take it one more step to make it more immersive than just mm-hmm. go here on your mini map. You know, it's just like, uh, I don't know. It's just, I would love to see a developer, um, just say like, okay, you don't get a map. Like you, you yeah. don't get one, not until you buy one, yeah. right? And even then, it's not interactive. And to make it a it's pain like, in the ass to use, you know, like yeah. you mark it, like there's no markings on it. It's just here's an image of what we believe the area to look like. And then if you mm-hmm. want to add, you know, make make the elements of adding uh, icons and th- you you can video game that, you know, just like okay, I'm gonna drop a sticker on it or you know, pin or whatever. That's fine, but make it feel like I'm exploring and I'm making my own notes off the exploration. Like, Oh fuck, there's a lake here. You know, like, I, uh, yeah. Oh, that's where I am on the map, you know? And then like, Oh man, oh, I just remembered. Oh my God. I answered my own fucking uh, request. Um, there's this game uh, and it's a shooter kind of not really though. Um, called the long dark and in the long dark, uh, your enemies are the elements that's it there's Ooh. no there's no enemies it's just about surviving yeah uh, the only enemies you'll come across is wolves which obviously is not very realistic but they needed to give you something to shoot at occasionally sure, yeah. right the entirety of that game you do not have a map you are stranded in the wild somewhere up in like the yukon territory and uh, there's a story mode, but there's also just, I think it's called like expedition mode where they just put you in the map and you try to survive. Um, the entirety of that game is you, you're just trying to not die to exposure. That's you're trying badass. not to freeze to death. You're trying yeah. to build a fire and it's just insanely good. Like, um, and in that game, there's a map system, but the map system is you need charcoal and a piece of paper so you can draw a rudimentary map of what you see around you. So if you get up in, <coughs> excuse me, one of the maps has like a lighthouse. So if you get up to the top of that lighthouse and you hit the button to draw on your map, you can see more and you can draw a more in-depth map of the surrounding area. But if you're just down on the ground, all you can see is your general area. So when you draw the map, fill the map in there, it's like nothing. That's oh, badass. God, Jesus. man. It's amazing. And nice. I let me let me do a little bit of research for you and take a look. Uh, I think this game got ported to consoles. Um, but if it did, it is definitely worth a play. Yeah, it's on the PlayStation Store. Nice. Yeah, that sounds like if if I have the time to know life it. Like that mm-hmm. sounds definitely like something that's right up my alley. Yeah, the and and it's tough. It, it is a yeah, really tough sure. game. I remember the first time I played it. Uh, 
I died in like the first day, I think, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but once you kind of start to get it, it's like, okay, why did I die there? Like, yeah. You know, well, I was fucking cold and I tried to cross the river. Mm-hmm. I still, I remember, uh, the, the death that hurt me the most. Cause it's permanent. When yeah. you die, it's over. Like you start all over. Um, the death that hurt me the most is I found like a cabin that I could live in an abandoned cabin. So I was living in there and it makes it very easy for you to survive. Uh, if you find shelter of some kind, um, so I was doing really good. You know, I would go out and hunt and bring meat back to this cabin. I would cook it. Like I had quite a, um, a stockpile of like canned food too, that mm-hmm. I had found. And one day I went out and got hit with like this blizzard out of nowhere. And I'm trying to find my way back to the house and I can't, uh, I eventually realized that I'm on like this frozen lake. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, and I'm just trudging along, trying to get back and I fall through the fucking ice and that's uh, it. You're just dead. And, and oh my God, man. And just thinking about it, it gives me goosebumps again. It was like, that was it. That was all nice. it took is yeah. I got caught out one time, you know? Great game. Great game. Great game. Sorry to, sorry to suck the long dark off like that. No, but all good. I think that's a good place to end it too. Yeah. I mean, that just like, you know, that brings, that's it. You know, that's, uh, is that, is this game like popular? I don't know. Actually. I don't I've heard I, of it. So I got it a long time ago. Uh, it was go. one of the earliest games I got on my PC. And yeah. I haven't played it in a long time to be fair, yeah. but I well, remember it being for, Oh, sorry. Fun. Yeah. I was just going to say we talked for an hour and then found our, our perfect, perfect game to end it. I feel. Yeah. All right. I don't know. 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 I don't, I don't know. have to say it sucks. It, it, I don't have to say in my opinion, it sucks. Then it sucks. And then I was thinking it'd be fun to have a, a, some sort of cool thing that we found. So if we start talking about news, mm-hmm. start the episode talking about news, and then we get into our subject, and then we could end it with some cool thing that we found. Oh, okay. I found a while ago from TikTok, but I just found it in my likes. Uh, mm-hmm. A uh, it's the the video. I'll just play it. How's that sound? Okay. All right. Yeah. Let's hear it. Let's hear. Just it. listen to this. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to beat Minecraft without any outside influence like Googling? <laughs> well, not that long ago, I found a gold mine of a series doing exactly that. There's okay. a guy called Nana80 to 5763 that has been playing Minecraft for more than five years without looking anything up. The series is true. Oh. That's, that's the idea. So he said the okay. thing. I'll send this TikTok to you so you can. Uh, yeah. Oh, shut up. God. Damn. So he's. That's kind of awesome. Yeah. Actually. So I'll say the. Nana. So N A N A 82. 5763. Mm-hmm. Um, and this looks like Chinese. Chinese? Look at it for a little while. I don't know. Uh, I believe he's Chinese. That it's okay. definitely not Korean. I don't think it's Japanese, just looking at the symbols I'm seeing here. Uh, mm-hmm. Looks like Chinese. So I think he's Chinese. I don't know if there's voiceover or anything, but I just remembered this existed and I wanted to start watching it. Uh, so I wanted to send that your way. There's a cool thing that I found. All right, man. Yeah, I'll, I'll give that, that, a, that, bad, that I'll bad. give that a look. All right. Well, I think episode, that was a good episode. At four in the books. 
This worked. Yeah. yeah I thought it was pretty good. I'm a